This is the Make America Grape Again podcast, produced and recorded by Cody Burkett, the Arizona Wine Monk. In this podcast, we explore wines from all 50 states in the United States of America. Welcome to another episode of the Make America Grape Again podcast, where I run this frantically for a corkscrew. Okay, not frantically, that was actually pretty quick. Uh, I'm your host, Cody Vladimir Burkett, and I'm here with people who are not me. Yay! Oh, I'm Megan, the judgmental graphic designer. I love how she's like, yay! Yep. That's how I have to do it. I'm Adam, not the judgmental graphic designer. <laughs> and? And I'm James, but I am a fond spectator of judgmental graphic design. Thank you. They entertain me. Excellent. <laughs> Very good. So what we have here today is uh, the first wine from a uh, wine club. Ah! Oh, there it went. Bye, phone. Well, it landed face up, so. It's true. I made a, quite a slap noise, though. My goodness. Happy, th- happy Slapsgiving. Uh, that would be the second uh, I Met Your Mother reference tonight. Okay, so we are doing the 1848 Seven of Us series, number one. Uh, the 28 Diamond Pitolon Natural from View Winery. I can't read that font. I think I'm going to like this label more than the wine. <laughs> Is it Fossenvive? V-I-N-E? It could be V-I-N-E. What are you looking at? I'm trying to figure out if this is Fossen View or Fossen Vine. I think it's. Well, clearly the label is. Uh, I think it's Fossen Distinct View. and uh, clear. Yes, but it's almost impossible to read. It's Fossen View, it's down here. In oh. Fossen, yeah. Okay. Okay. Now that that problem is solved. So, anyway. Well, this is one that actually gives us instructions. Oh. Uh, for premium enjoyment, store upright. Serve cold and open slowly. That's so the crown cap, how do you open that slowly? It's not my problem. <laughs> I mean, it is my problem. You're but... about to find out. Um, <laughs> so I'm, apparently this is made from a grape called Diamond, which is not in Francis Robinson's book. Which just means it's not real. It doesn't say point away from face. It should probably. It should. Yeah. But it's saying open slowly. And despite its long history, all it has is a paragraph blurb on Wikipedia, which I'm going to have James read. All right, so be it. From Wikipedia. The diamond grape is a white grape, which is a cross between the Concord and Iona grapes. It was developed in the 1880s in New York. It is today used in table wines and grape juice. Concord? Doesn't sound related to Concord. But uh, uh, what were you highlighting on your phone? Oh, nothing. I was just a call was coming through for I don't know why. I don't know who it was. Could have been the pizza. Oh fuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess that could be. Yep, they're up front. Okay. Yeah. Hold on. Go down. Go. Go. Max Schnell. A lot of words, that's why. Okay. 
I'm guessing it's made from diamond. I'm gonna go look at the website. Makes sense. So this is from Lodi, New York. Lodi, New York. So this makes it the very first Lodi wine of our podcast. Well, I'll be just uh, uh, just uh, not uh, Lodi, California. Negative. Oh. I recently partook of a Zinfandel that was purported to be from Lodi, but it tasted like it came from Indiana. That might be a diss against Indiana wines. I mean, were you up there the night we had the Indiana Cab Franc? We had an Illinois Cab Franc. That's right. It was not an Indiana Cab Franc. It had a weird wet hay quality to it that actually grew on me. Yeah, that was a good wine. I'm sorry. For some reason, I thought it was... uh... Are we still recording? Yes. Well, I will just have the audience know real quick that uh, if you've never seen a picture of Cody before and have no idea what he looks like, do check out the uh, recently unearthed Soviet Lord of the Rings program that aired in 1991. The ubiquitous narrator character looks a lot like Cody, right down to the beard. The what character? Oh, there's a narrator in it. I'm not sure how I feel about there being a narrator. Yes, he just appears periodically to redirect the action, I guess. But of course, the whole thing's in Russian. There are no English subtitles. But, you know, you know the story. You're pretty much able to figure things out, what's going on. But yeah, they they jump to this narrator guy every so often. Oh, no, the hobbits are in great danger. You know, I guess that's what he was probably saying. Interesting. So anyway, this is part of... Uh... The Finger Lakes AVA. Okay. That's near uh, Lake Seneca. Might be pretty darn good. So Fossum View Winery's name is based on the women's suffrage campsite in Lodi, New York, but bases its brand and wines, excuse me, off the Martin family's roots. The Martins began their journey as beekeepers when they decided to dabble into winemaking with traditional mead. Throughout the years, they've created a variety of honey wines, as well as fruit wines, traditional grape wines, and more. But uh, anyway, uh, this was part of uh, one of the more recent, um, the Cork Club, uh, sorry, the Cork Report, uh, when, wow, my brain is being a space cadet. It's the elderberries. Yeah, must be the elderberries. Uh, Len Thompson, uh, he has the uh, Cork Club. And uh, it's kind of the best of sort of the Northeast, which uh, I like, and it also ships to Arizona, which is fantastic. Nice. So anyway, uh, we have the Fossum View Winery uh, Petulant Naturel. Pet Nut. Yeah, it's Pet Nut. We've had Pet Nuts on this podcast before, at least one. I've had pet nuts, but they're so, so tiny, I just can't get the leech around <laughs> I also love how the label, um, well, not the label, the, actually, the cat has this really cool sticker that goes down and makes it look really super classy. It kind of reminds me of, like, what they do in Italy. Um, but it says, caution, naturally sparkling wines are sometimes unpredictable. Oh, God. So, let's see... Oh. Oh. oh, well then. <laughs> I, I did. Yeah. I don't think it was 
Let's just see. That line was a little turned on. I was trying to find a way to say that, but I'm not not witty enough for that shit. Well, in case anyone's ever wondered what it looks like to have... Never mind. Holy foam, Batman. Yeah, no kidding. On the nose, man. It's all CO2. Oh, but it's kind of... It is, but if you smell lightly, mm-hmm. <laughs> there's a really nice kind of white flower note to it. That smells like really... Yeah. yeah. That's pretty. Kind of a vanilla note, too. It's got like a vanilla and... Um, white flowers and um, hay. Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> Sometimes the most simplistic little one-liners... Mm, very floral. Mm-hmm. As long as it doesn't smell like calorie pear, we're good. Or uh, worse yet, Bradford pear. Is that uh, related to the calorie pear? I believe so. We unfortunately have a calorie pair in my front yard of my parents' house. It's just starting to come to its fullness. Oh. The other direction with that one. Yeah. What other direction? It's try and you'll see. Hold on, I gotta try it. It's a little too bubbly for my palate, but seems like it, it's, it has like an overly carbonated mead feel to it. Yeah, kind of mead, but there's a there's a very distinct fruit flavor and smell on this and I can't It's almost apricot. Kind of, but I am getting a little bit of welchiness. Mm. I was there's not, I feel like it's something more like exotic. Juice, yeah. okay, I feel like it's more exotic than that. I don't get that on the nose. in Welch's? No. Whatever he said before that. Whatever we said before that. I don't know. I don't remember, but when we listen to this later, we can figure it out. That's true. It's the magic of podcasting. True. It's a magic moment. Oh, the guy has to come back because he forgot the wings. Oh, okay. Oh, I didn't even specify what type of wings I wanted. Well, it's a mystery. Unfortunate. I want the garlic ones, though. It's a mystery, like most of the mystery wings. Yeah, it didn't ask when I ordered. I guess that's the downside of ordering online. Oh, I get it. What? It tastes like Concord Crepe. Yeah, it does have that sort of welchiness. Yeah, that's what you're saying, yeah. I can see the relationship to Concord in this, but it's not as bad as Concord. No, no, no. I actually, I don't know if I like this or not, but I want another sip. There's a little bit of a pineapple kind of... Totally. Oh, he's back? Okay. But definitely has a sort of pineapple thing. And it has that... Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say pineapple, for sure. It's also got a, a little bit of RS. Mm-hmm. Oh. Also, I'm surprised. It's not as yeasty as I would have expected. Well, we haven't gotten to the bottom of the bottle yet. That's true. But you are correct. I normally do expect 
I almost think I almost to the point that like I find that they can mute the acid yeah. at times, and this is vibrant acidity too. Yeah, super bright. It's also like you can feel it on your teeth too. Yeah, I've never had diamond before, and to have a grape that's not even in the big red wine book is kind of shocking. Um, it's not the first time that's happened, but uh, it's the first time drinking a grape in America that it's happened. America. 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 1886, you said? Uh, since the 1880s. 1880s? Yeah. Something of that nature. Mm. One thing for sure, there's going to be some burping. <clears throat> well, yeah, it's got a lot of CO2. It was developed in the 1880s in New York. And it has one reference. <clears throat> also known as Moore's Diamond. Diamond. And White Diamond. I wonder if it's under here under one of those names. She really wasn't a stripper. True. I, admittedly, I, I kind of am more fond of burlesque than stripping. I like the anticipation and, and art of burlesque. Mm-hmm. Um, this is not at all where I thought this podcast would go. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's my fault. But we're here, apparently. Mm-hmm. Uh, Adam, uh, would you like to read the entry in the Big Red Book? Oh, sure. <laughs> Wait, Mortadella is one too? Mortadella. Oh, Mortadella. I was like, wait. <laughs> it's an Italian varietal because of course it is. Yeah. yeah. Probably yes. half of that book is Italian varietal. That's very true. This is still almost sparkling in the glass too because of all the CO2. That's actually really cool. It's got the shimmering effect. I definitely gave that pineapple on the nose now. This is just going to get worse because the phrase private breeder comes up. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> very good. <laughs> Well, I just want to know if Elizabeth Taylor knows they took her white diamond. (laughs) A Concord uh, crossed with Iona hybrid obtained around 1870 by Jacob Moore, private breeder in Brighton, New York State, in which Iona is a cross between Diana, possibly Catawba, also known as Diana in the U.S., and an unknown partner obtained in 1855. This is scandalous. <laughs> <laughs> 
by C.W. Grant on Iona Island in New York State. It is therefore Vitis Labrusca and Vitis vinifera hybrid. It was used to breed Golden Muscat. Agricultural characteristics, very susceptible to cracking in wet weather, winter hardening to about negative 20 degrees Fahrenheit, negative 28.9 Celsius. Wow. That's impressive. Where it's grown and what does wine taste like? New York State had 93 acres, 3. Oh, sorry, 38 hectares of Moore's Diamond in 2006, mostly in the west of the state, used for sparkling blends and dry varieties, unusual for, or unusually for American hybrids, as well as for the table. Although the plant is similar to Concord, the fruit is more like that of Niagara, but it is less successful than either. Okay. This may be partly due to the fact that the berry skins tend to crack in wet weather. It's also found to a very limited extent in New Hampshire, Pennsylvania, Virginia, Kentucky, and the Midwest. Hmm. That narrows it down. Yeah, like, uh, which states in the Midwest, Genesis? Yeah. Uh, producers include Plymouth Winery and Seneca Lake. I think we've had a Plymouth Winery. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, Fulkerson and Finger Lakes, Star Hill in Pennsylvania, White Meyer in Kentucky, and Candia in New Hampshire. Wines are quite similar to those made from Niagara, but are fresher and less foxy tasting. It's just a scandalous grape. I don't really get much foxy in this. I mean, I other than the, the, but uh, I don't know if I would call that character that we're associating with Welsh is necessarily foxy. It's more of just, it's not, it's a fruit that just is on its own, like a Concord grape. I find this to be a very pleasant wine. I, I'm really enjoying it. I mean, there's not a lot to dissect. It's just, it's just good. It has a golden, delicious apple. Yeah. Like, almost baked apple at times. I think that's because as it's warming up, I think that yeast characteristic's coming through. I just, I just want breakfast foods, I don't know. <laughs> Uh, I am passing this, uh, of course, to Megan. I know. I know, I know. I'm trying to multitask. I'm sorry. It's not my fault. (laughs) I actually really like this label. Um, It's got a lot of fonts going on, but I feel like they work together. That's what, probably one, two, three, four, at least four different fonts? But I don't know. I don't know why. Why does it have a one? Oh, it's in a series, isn't it? One of seven. Yes, it's the seven of us series, and I do not know what that means. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's the. It's an eighty sitcom. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I think it's nice. It's got good. I like the colors to it. It's kind of, you know, the, the cream colored background and there's only a little bit of black font and then the rest of it's kind of a nice, it's a really good kind of lilac, lavenderish color. I feel like it all works really nice. I like the bean on the back. Yeah, I was gonna say, I like that too. I wonder if that's supposed to be a little bit of their logo then. But well, it's that's cool. I mean, cause aren't they a honey producer as well? Or was yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. Or their secret Napoleon supporters. Well, yeah. Yeah, I like the, the font they used for the Seven of Us series. I think it's the same one they've used on the font for traditional techniques forward thinking. Too bad the back's not offensive either because it actually matches the front. Same colors. That. Technically forward thinking? Yeah. Yes. No, I like it. I think it's good. 
And I actually like the wine, which I wasn't expecting yeah, to, because I, like I don't normally pleasant. like these. Yeah, I'm not the super fan number one of pet nats, but this is just pleasant. That's the worst. Yeah, I've had much worse pet nats. Anybody getting just like a hint of ginger off of this too? Yeah. Definitely on the finish after it's left the palate. Yeah. I'm trying to find on their website uh, what it means. Uh, seven of us. Okay, okay, here we go. Please be something Kurosawa related. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> nice. Okay, virtual tasting with winemaker seven of us series part one. Interesting facts. The lady who used to work with her husband at the oh, well, the, okay, so apparently, uh, it plays an homage to Camp Fossenview, which is where the winery is named from, and the women's suffrage movement. How that works, I have no idea because the rest is in a file that's embedded that's an hour and seven minutes long. Um, good, I'm gonna see if it expands it a little bit more. So let's look up seven of us. Well, the women should drink more of this wine and they would have less suffrage. That's true. And then they could have kept it from their husbands and then they wouldn't have had to be upset about their men drinking too much. And then we wouldn't have had Prohibition. Mm, Prohibition did a real number on us. Yep. On every every industry and alcohol-related moves in in the state here. Well, in all states. Bastards. Pain in the ass. I still really want it to be seven samurai or something. Maybe it could be seven women samurai. Exactly. <laughs> or the Pleiades. Maybe what's, um... Wasn't there a... Wasn't, didn't that, like, actually happen? There was a female samurai. There, there, yeah, there was. Back in the... Way before the Sengoku Jidai period. I mean, we're talking, like, the Heian period. Wasn't there all the... Heian, Heian! Didn't that also happen in, like, the Wild West, too? It was, like, a town run by women? I think so. And I also I know that... a movie, too. Well, no, I remember that there was a town somewhere in the West that someone put on a woman as a joke for mayor, and she won, and yeah. she was the best mayor that, like, the town had ever seen, <laughs> and, like, cleaned it up dramatically or something. I don't know that much more about it. See, me and Mel Brooks stole that kind of plot for Blazing Saddles. <laughs> Maybe. This puts the law natural is producing a method on ancestral tradition, the world's most ancient sparkling wine technique. It's bubbled during the tail end of alcoholic fermentation to generate a light fizz and is left unfiltered. I dig it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm. So I guess uh, in 1848, a convention was held in Seneca Falls, New York, that launched the women's suffrage movement. This is where the Declaration of Sentiments was created, stating all men and women were created equal. So I'm guessing that is what something with the seven of us is having to do lately. Otherwise, why would you put that on your label? Unless it was... Was it this one or the other one that was in a series? I thought this was one This of is seven. in a series. Yeah, one of seven, so... It, I mean... But maybe it's not a series of seven. I mean, or a seven ones, yeah. A series of seven ones, but it's also connected to, like, the seven founders that started this? The fact that they've got a big one in the background. That's a good point. Like, there's got to be a reason that there's a number. I really wish I had kept the email where he talked about a little bit of all these. 
<laughs> when I'm sorry if we're if listening to this is causing you to cringe and cry. Why don't you just look at the website? I tried. Oh, oh, and you said it was that was what you're looking at. Yeah, that's okay. what I was looking at. Gotcha. Or make some more. I did. Yeah, this is uh, this is a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll do it. Uh, I'm trying to get Len to join us either on Zoom or phone when we do our Cab Franc tasting. Uh, because it's through his club that I'm getting four of these Cab Francs. Thank you. And I want to add the one from uh, Rhode Island to it and maybe another from the East Coast. I know I've got another East Coast Cab Franc somewhere in my stash. Um, but I'd like to see if he can join us for talking a little bit about stuff. Maybe that could be a good introduction to the concept of wine clubs as well. I was being a deep dive into uh, Cab Franc on the East Coast. Hmm. But yeah, I like this. and I Me too. I'm yeah. a, I'm I've had Cab that I'm not crazy about. I'm, I don't know offhand what I would pair this with, though. How, well, I was just thinking, starting to get, it's like, as it warms up, like almost lemon curd. Mm. Let's pair it in front of these hot cross buns that are sitting here. Is that lemon on the top? I think so. Let's try it. I presume these are left over from Easter, yes? Yes. Oh, I was worried about that. If you'd be so kind as to close that and put the microphone back up. Oh. Um. <laughs> Hey, that's not bad at all. It goes really well. For me, my immediate thought is to pair this with something salty. I'm not sure why, though. I mean, that could work. They're so I mean, good, by the way. They're good. Oh, I think like a uh, triple cream. That would do your salty, fatty. Like Saint Andre or okay. When I'm lame, I always think like I'm pretty sure half the things we say. I'm like, I just want to go cheesecake. Mm-hmm. This would not be a bad cheesecake one. Yeah, it's like one of the plain ones. I could also see this potentially with sushi. Depending on the sushi. Yeah. I mean, you'd have to, it would be a delicate balancing act. It would have to be the right sushi made the right way. But I could see it potentially. Rolls, like spring rolls. Yeah. Spring roll. Is anyone else thinking what I'm thinking? No. Crab Rangoon? Mm, I see that. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't really like those, but yeah. That cream cheese kind of. Yeah, that cream. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking of that cream cheese and sort of crab, mm-hmm. which has that little bit of salt. Yeah. I think that and this would work really well because, again, my mind is thinking because of that hint of ginger Asian foods, which is again maybe a little stereotypical, but no. And if it works, it works. Not that there was a place that did lobster corn dogs. I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, they were amazing. <laughs> but uh, I think it was this accord with that too because it was kind of that nice meaty lobster buttery aspect with the corn the corn dog coating on it. It was and it was house made too. So. <laughs> <sighs> what else do we want to say about this vintage? I'm wondering 
what it's rated on Vivino. It's good. It deserves a good rating. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. nice. I, I really enjoyed this. Yeah, it, does, it definitely makes me think of like a tropical hard candy. Yeah. Dum dum, pineapple dum dums. You said that. Yeah, I'm gonna say it has a bit of a pineapple thing going on. Pardon me, but wow, this winery, uh, this, uh, <laughs> Vivino got it totally wrong. That seems pretty accurate. Yeah, because, uh, that. that is, uh,. It's uh, not uh, this winery at all. It came up as winery in Virginia. Good. True. Maybe it's one of seven wineries. Um, the mystery deepens. It's not obvious, you know. That does kind of explain a little bit. Now the question is, do I want to uh, add it and deal with that or not? That sounds like a lot of effort. Yeah, it's a lot of effort right now. Well, these seven wineries are run by dwarves with the support of Swaron. <laughs> Was it seven? Seven rings. Seven, seven rings for the dwarves. Yeah, that's right. Oh. Or, you know, was it three for the elves? Well, yeah, three, three for the elves. Three for the elves. The elves kind of made their own after Sauron did his thing, but uh, or while Sauron was doing his thing, if I remember correctly. And nine for mortal men doomed to die. And speaking of uh, diamond as a grape varietal, uh, Nenya, the ring of Galadriel, was made of adamant, which is an old name for diamond. Hmm. Thus bringing us back to topic. I love Nenya. Sail away, sail away, sail away. Mm-hmm. Sail oh, what is what ring you got? Nenya, huh? What does it do? Nenya business. But I'm that time. I was waiting for the Nenya reference. I never got it. Well, I'm glad both of you are happy that you got the references that you craved. So, uh, what do we think about this wine? How would we rate this on Vivino? Very pleasant. Um, I mean, they, you got a little bit of welchiness, but you, with the Concord origin, I mean, that's not a big surprise. And it wasn't it's an unpleasant. Away. And it's, and it's gone away. Is it's... It was not unpleasant at all. You've got other, other things, the pineapple coming out. And, of course, the acidity is just really nice. I really just like this wine. Yeah, that's nice. What's the alcohol on it? Uh, pretty low, actually. Uh, 9.8. Okay. Uh, hello, brunch wine. Yeah, uh, perfect. I'd say it's, por- it's portable. Yeah, it's a porch pounder. So what, on a number scale, because Vivino does one to five, what would you rate it as? I'm going to go for four. Okay. Yeah, a solid four. Yeah, like four, four and a half. So uh, I'd give it a solid four. 4.5. Yeah. Could I drink more than one? Like, could I partake in more than one bottle of this? Probably not. No, I'd have to switch off of it. It's, yeah. yeah it's, it's got a lot of everything going on. Like, yeah, this is loud, uh, in a sense. It, it is definitely not for the uh, person who's very sensitive to stimulus. Yeah. Stimuli. But, yeah, uh, it, it makes my palate tired after a while. But, I uh, just kind of turned off my palate and just enjoyed it after mm-hmm. the first few sips. <sighs> Mm-hmm. 
Excuse me. But of course, there's going to be lots of burping. Yeah. But uh, on that note, hold on. You need some in your glass. So. Sorry, I liked it so much. Well, this is going to be yeast, the yeasty pot because it's the bottom. Yeasty bottom. All right. Yeasty bottom. Make America break again. America Eye break contact. This was an episode of the Make America Grape Again podcast, sponsored, produced, and recorded by Cody Burkett, the Arizona wine monk. You can reach us at makeamericagrapepodcast at gmail.com, on Instagram at, at theazwinemonk, or on Twitter at cvburkett. Be sure to also check out our website, makeamericagrapeagainpodcast.com.